0: Welcome, Bienvenue at CYC Podcast Discussions on Child and Youth Care. I am Wolfgang Vachon. When we speak about child and youth care, we often speak about practice as separate from research, from education, from writing, as separate from theory. And I think when we speak this way, it, it starts to influence how we think and how we act as child and youth care practitioners. Today... I want to talk about and consider a project that I think effectively brings together so many different and diverse elements of CYC. It's a project called Sisters Rising. And today I'm speaking with two people involved in this project who've been involved in this project for a while now. Chazelle Ray-Sam and Chantelle Adams. Welcome, Chazelle and Chantelle. Thank you both so much for agreeing to our conversation today.
1: Thank you mm-hmm. for having Thank us.
0: Thank you. You are very welcome. Um, could you each introduce yourselves and your connection to Sisters Rising?
2: Uh, OK, I, I can go first. Uh, so my name is Chazelle Ray Sam. Uh, I come from the House of First Nation. My roots and my family are directly connected to them. Uh, and that's part of the Nuu-chah-nulth people on Vancouver Island. Uh, so that means I have blood roots all throughout these lands. And as far as Washington state, uh, that's how connected we all are. And I began my journey here as an uninvited body when I was a youth um, on these lands. And then I made connections and met my husband and together we're raising our five children on the shared homelands of the Wasanich people, the Lekwungen-speaking people. Um, and it's important to know that my children and my husband, uh, their culture, their language, their ceremonies, their land, their ways of life have all been directly impacted. Uh, them and their ancestors have directly been impacted because of our positionality today. And you know the historic decisions of of the provincial and federal government regarding colonization. Uh, today, I'm a master's candidate with CYC and I've been a part of Sisters Rising for about four years. I was uh, uh, invited on as an undergrad researcher and now I'm a master's candidate with CYC.
0: Thank you so much, Giselle. Mm-hmm, thank you.
1: Yeah, and so, Gassinu Dang Eidang, Chantelle Adams, I My name's Chantelle Adams, and I'm Haida through my father. I'm the youngest granddaughter to Victor and Primrose Adams, and the youngest daughter to my parents, Brenda and Errol Adams. I, Because Haida lineage and traditions are passed down through the mother, and I'm Haida through my father. I was traditionally adopted into the Gittens Gittinay, Eagle clan of Massa Inlet. And I was born and raised in my family home on Haida Gwaii till I was about eight years old, until I moved to the Cowichan territories and invited guests with my family. And then later on to the territories of the Wusenich and the Lekwungen, speaking people which I am now still currently residing and you know as Chazelle says it it all impacts like her children and so I really try to challenge myself with how I live and interact, you know, spend money and trying my best to honor the people and the land that I am currently on.
0: Thank you both for those introductions mm-hmm. one of the things that that becomes really apparent and one of the things that that sisters rising does is it, it really situates and, and and locates on the land and before we talk more about the land perhaps we can we can contextualize what is sisters rising mhm
1: yeah, so before really starting, I um, just want to acknowledge that we are talking about sexualized violence and it can be a difficult topic for many people. It's an experienced thing for many of us. So just want to talk about how first our focus isn't about re-traumatizing and digging up painful stories. It is mostly like what you said, you know, um, Centering the land, our people, recentering our cultural and traditional ways of being, you know, highlighting dignity and respect. So, our project responds to the need for Indigenous led responses to gender and sexualized violence. And so, we're a lands and arts based project. Um, we focus on our connections with Indigenous youth, elders, and community members. Across BC, with our um, many partners that we have, and we focus on trying to challenge the victim blaming climate of racialized and sex- racialized and gender based violence um, by recentering our Indigenous values and beliefs and ways of beings, and linking body sovereignty to decolonization and land sovereignty. And Chazelle, if you want to add anything.
2: Um, I think I just want to, you know, really highlight the intention and the reason for Sisters Rising. Um, this was, you know, all because of Dr. Sandrine mm-hmm. Diffany, You know, she had a vision and, um, you know, as Indigenous women and as a person, like kind of stepping away from this research role for a second, you know, as Indigenous women within academic field and our own communities um, I, I can speak for myself and say we need to disrupt this we need to make change something needs to happen and so because of Dr. Sandrina Defini, you know the birth of Sisters Rising occurred and mm-hmm. her intention and the vision was to support indigenous people and their dignity and their healing and their strengths um, and the intention is to always honor and blanket somebody blanket somebody for their time. Uh, so yeah,
0: I just kind of wanted to mm-hmm. highlight
2: that. Couldn't be here without her. Mm-hmm.
0: Yes, absolutely. Um yes, I've I've been taught by Sandrina and and, and had um and learned huge amounts from, from Dr. Daffini and, and and I echo what you said and, and how um I think one of the possibly the f- first you know real indigenous um, uh, academic practitioner in cyC and and mm-hmm. was you know a real, uh, groundbreaker and and perhaps that's a bad term a uh, real ground honorer <laughs> land honorer mm-hmm. um and mm-hmm. and laid a laid a path right um mm-hmm. for uh for for many many people who, who mm-hmm. came, and and as a as a, a white male practitioner here in in central ontario um, has just been in Incredibly giving to the entire CYC field uh, mm-hmm. regarding how to engage with um, indigenous mm-hmm. practices and indigenizing, decolonizing. So, yeah, mm-hmm. thank you for for, for recognizing mm-hmm. that. Mm-hmm. You you talked um, uh, oh, Chantal. Gee. Okay,
2: oh, re re sentence it. Sorry, you're breaking out.
0: I'm breaking out. thank you um you talked um chantal about the connection between land and i and i really i i i want to you know re- reiterate what what both of you said around not you know re-traumatizing and not re-hurting and, and this this is this conversation isn't about the 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 traumas and the death and the mm-hmm. displacement and and murdering of of indigenous women and and girls it's about um you know, Sisters Rising and responses to that. Jontel, um, mm-hmm. I'm wondering if you could start by talking a little bit about the connection between body sovereignty and land sovereignty. Uh, when I read your work, when I look at your particular research, um, those connections become real in a way that sometimes can seem quite abstract.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah. I, you know, when I think of this question, I think of um, one of our... Musqueam allies who came to when I was in Haida Gwaii we had a land um, land protectors fundraiser and she was talking about how we can learn from mother nature how she is wise and resilient and she was talking about how she went to this clear cut and she was quadding with some of her male friends and she just you know like broke down crying from all the destruction and she was sitting there like and then she looked over and she saw that there was a new shoot coming out of this cut down tree a new shoot of life a new shoot, a tree and how devastation um, how even though there's this devastation there's hope that we can heal in the process of the destruction and what is still happening, and healing is happening, and growth is happening, and resiliency through all of this, and how kind of like the they're so linked, you know, sovereignty, being able to self-govern, have that authority, so to speak, to say this is how we want to be. This um, we. For me and being Haida like our Haida laws are respect and consent. And Lisa White, um, one of our community and close family is um, would talk about how her nonnie Levina White would talk about our Haida laws and when respect and consent were up being upheld, everything would be in balance. And so I think about, the connections between land and body and thinking about yeah like the destruction that's happening the clear-cutting that's happening in Haida Gwaii you know the ocean pollution all these things you know missing and murdered and stolen indigenous women and girls and sexualized violence all those things kind of started happening when you know since first contact when the colonizers and government came and tried and continue to try to disconnect us from our culture and our practices through laws and acts and forcibly removing us. And so I think for me, at least, you can't separate the two. They're so inextricably connected that you, for me, I, I have to look at them being, being one and the same.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know you we land acknowledgements um have been a, around for for well generations in indigenous communities and and recently um non-indigenous communities have started to to pick up and uh, you know i'm a theater practitioner and so i've sat through many 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 theater productions where You know the the land is acknowledged and uninvited guests and and when you're talking about land sovereignty i think about this idea of uninvited guests and i think about the idea of of uh invasion and and Mm -hmm. violence against sorry go ahead
2: and 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 i understand what you're saying and i i like the idea that you're challenging it because one thing that i've learned recently and it was um because of my practicum placement um our, e- our she challenged us in a way, and she's a, a white settler, she cha- challenged us in a way. She says, why are we saying uninvited guest?" She said, what is a guest? A guest is somebody you invite. You invite them into your home, you invite them into your lands. So how can those two even be in within one sentence? Mm-hmm. So it really challenged me because I used to say, oh, I was an uninvited guest as a youth, you know? I, I wasn't invited here. So it's really, you know, every day we're learning something new about decolonizing our ways, about indigenizing our ways as indigenous people. And yeah.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and when we make those connections, right? Uh, you know, for mm-hmm. me to think of this idea of an uninvited guest you know if, if you know on the land and somehow as as uh you know as a settler as a, as a you know person with colonizing roots i i you know i'm comfortable to say that but i would you know i would never you know dream of saying an uninvited guest upon a woman right that would just mm-hmm. you know yeah that we call we call that rape right that that's mm-hmm. that's and and why do we make those distinctions mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You, you know, one of the, one of the, th- you sort of open up this, this idea and your, and your research Chazelle looks at this idea of lateral violence. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I'm not sure that all of our listeners are familiar with that, that term. Mm-hmm. And, and again, without re-traumatizing any of the listeners or, or <sighs> mm-hmm. yourself for that matter, could you explain what this, the concept of lateral violence is?
2: Mm-hmm. Um, Again, you know, we just want to caution everybody because the work we do can be traumatizing for somebody, um, and that's not our vision. Our vision is to uh, heal, listen, work together, and grow together. So, to understand lateral violence, uh, I think we need to also understand the context within, you know, Turtle Island within Canada, uh, because without the knowledge of knowing of the historic and current colonial laws of, you know, policies and capitalism and patriarchy, because those are all still oppressing indigenous people today.
1: Mm -hmm.
2: And one thing that I really, uh, that stuck with me is, you know, Simpson, she had said, you know, under colonial logics, both indigenous women and indigenous lands were cast as colonial property and both have been constructed as rapable. Mm-hmm. So we really, as, as helpers within the community and within Turtle Island, you know, we need to understand the historic constructs that have brought us to where we are today and how they're still oppressing Indigenous people. Uh, so once we begin to understand that, then we can start to begin to understand lateral violence, uh, especially within Indigenous communities. Um, So for me, what I identify as lateral violence is it's directed onto your peers rather than your adversaries. Somebody within community, somebody you know. It's another way of explaining, you know, minority and minority violence, and it develops within the community. Uh, lateral violence has been internalized in Indigenous communities by the people, by their leaders, uh, the people who have created the oppression. Um, And it's also said that lateral violence is occurring within the community. Therefore, harm is being perpetrated onto families, friends, households, people within the community. And I identify within my own positionality as a single person, like I identify lateral violence. It occurs it's just like the word lateral, you know, a straight line. It's, that means within people that, you know, you have to know them for it to occur. And that varies from bullying, sexualized violence, gender-based violence, uh, physical harm. And yeah, thank you.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So, each of you do research, and, and yet the research that you do isn't necessarily what, what people necessarily conceive of as research. You're, you're, mm-hmm. I'm, mm-hmm. So I'm wondering um, if each of you could talk a little bit about what your research looks like and, and how your research is infused with ideas of child and youth care.
2: Mm-hmm. Um, just a second, I'm collecting my thoughts.
0: Let's take your time.
2: So to begin, uh, I immediately acknowledge uh, within my work and within my thesis that I am uncomfortable with the word research. Mm. Uh, it is this colonial ideology that I can't connect with. So the language I like to use is knowledge-seeking. Uh, I'm forever knowledge-seeking within my own journey. And within the school of CYC, I'm knowledge-seeking. And within this work, I'm knowledge-seeking. Uh, and knowledge-seeking is forever for the rest of your life. So that's how I begin. And, and then can you repeat the question again?
0: Yeah, What what does it look like chazelle when when you are knowledge seeking Mm -hmm. you know sometimes we might think of research as going into archives or doing a survey or Mm -hmm. uh, you know that's that's not the what research means to you and it's not how you're practicing Mm -hmm. research so Mm i wonder if you could elaborate a little bit more about Mm -hmm. what it is that you're doing
2: Mm-hmm. Uh, for me, it is connecting back to what research acknowledges as the methodology. And as an Indigenous woman, I acknowledge it as my Indigenous teachings. Um, I Those are what really hold me grounded within within this journey. Uh, you know, acknowledging that traditional teaching, it's called Zawak, Zawak. It means one, we're all one, we're all connected, connected to the land, to the animals, to the water, to the people, we're all one. And what that means is, you know, you respect one, you teach one, you care for one and you help one another. That is what really grounds me uh, and kind of, you know, that's where my methodologies come from. Um, And it's it's everything all of my indigenous teachings are what ground me within all of this Uh, the one thing that is practiced within uh, indigenous communities is you only go and you work where you're invited or where you have connections built so my project like uh with my within my own self is i'm only going where i have relations so within my project I have changed the language, they're not participants, they're my relations. Mm. And this work wouldn't be possible without my relations and relationships within community. It's because of the relationships I have in community that this work is even possible. And it creates that, that level of trust is already there because they know who I am, they know my story, They know where I come from. They know who my family is. So it really goes back to the root of Indigenous teachings and our way of life that really ground me within the work that I'm doing. Mm
0: -hmm. Yes, thank you. And, And Chantel, what does research look like for you that the similarities the differences um your your research on lateral violence was different than than chazelle's research on on land body sovereignty how did it, what was your either methodology or method to use that um you know as as Chantel points um uh as a as, uh, sorry <laughs> that's okay <laughs> yeah, that's Chantel okay uh, you know um, the the
2: ironian sisters rising as well. We're all
0: sh- yeah, <laughs> yeah. Andrina, Chazelle, Chantelle, There's
2: another Yeah, No, it's fine. You don't want us all <laughs> in one room. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
0: mm-hmm. oh. um, yeah. So what the, what does it what does it look like for you, Chantal?
1: Yeah. So similarly to Chazelle, you know, I think. When I first really heard the term research, I know like in university it had this, I don't know how to describe it, but more of like an icky feeling as well. Um, and we've learned so much about how people kind of go in and do research and how it's intrusive and extractive and they don't give back to the community. Um, And how so much of the time it's you know like recounting trauma. And so I tried to like veer away from it. And yeah, it wasn't until Sandrina approached me and you know said, I want to do this research on sexualized violence. And then I was like, sexualized violence, that's a heavy topic too. But really looking at how she wanted to do it, I was like, wow, you know, research can be done in a good way and it can be grounded in our own ways and like chazelle said too it's it's a sister's rising ethic and personal ethic that we only go into communities where we're invited and um have connections so i think about you know i came across kathleen absalon's book how we come to know and she talks about this as well about western research and outsider Outside our interpretation, how it's voyeuristic, you know, can objectify cultures and use reductionist analysis, and so then looking at Sisters Rising, it's really grounded in um, in in our ways of being, and Sandrina pushes us to really center ourselves and our beings and do it from a place of love, and so. It's about remembering our own ways and for me um, it was going to my community talking with kinship and with community members and starting those conversations um, seeing what's going on understanding the context of you know like clear-cutting and what's happening to the land and then we're connecting these things with what's happened to bodies talk to to people you know who went through just 60 scoop and talked to people who experienced um, Indian day schools and you know parents who got went to residential school and we our whole conversation centered around the land and connecting with the land, healing from the land, um, talking or creating artwork with the land and you know, looking at all these different connections and kind of came to the conclusion that we, I can't separate these things. Um, so looking at both land and body sovereignty as one. Mm-hmm.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. We only have a, a couple minutes left um, before we're going to lose our connection here. Uh, yeah. it, it really i know it's it really is um too 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 fast uh maybe i'll i'll try to convince dr daffini to have you uh have have sisters rising on again so we can expand this conversation
2: of course mm-hmm. yeah i feel like you just put a a finger in the water <laughs> kind of <a> thing yeah.
0: <laughs> indeed yes absolutely and i will i will also you know i will post some some links on the website for people who who want to find out more information mm-hmm. um mm-hmm. What's where is Sisters Rising going next? What are what and, and maybe that's a, yeah.
1: Um, Talked to Sandrina just the other day, and so we recently received another shirk. So the social sciences.
0: Mm, congratulations, candy. that's amazing. Thank
1: you. Yeah, <laughs> so we're going for another four years, which is amazing. wow. Um, and so we're actually also switching to full all genders focused and renaming to kinship rising to encompass everyone involved in the project. Yeah. And and shifting Mm -hmm. that focus. Mm -hmm. Um, We're expanding Mm -hmm. to 12 partners, including new partners um, in the north and here locally. Our focus is to explicitly decolonize and desettle the unacceptable forms of colonial violence in our communities and really most of all entering upholding um, indigenous practices, teachings, and governance that support gender and sexual and sexual um, sovereignty and land sovereignty. And so for the immediate future, we're looking at doing Zoom circle events. Um, the three youth who have been with us pretty much since the beginning, uh, Ruth, Abby, and Anaya, will be drumming with Sandrina at a national keynote mm. on reconciliation mm. in a couple of weeks. We have two PhD and four master students completing their research. Woo! Wow, um, yeah. and we had completed a beautiful mural at our last forum. Forum um, that was in collaboration with uh, Fearless Collective and the lead artists were Brianna Bear and Nicole Neidhart. And the launch was canceled due to COVID, and there was supposed to be a public ceremony of reclaiming space to celebrate the sovereignty of our land. Um, bodies and genders so that'll be to be announced and we were going to go to South Africa this summer to share our research so that's rescheduled till next year with um, our youth from our partner communities presenting their research because
0: um, before we before I just we're, we're gonna we're gonna lose our connection in about 30 seconds okay. so I, I don't want to stop without saying <laughs> thank you thank you thank you for the incredible work that you've been doing for mm-hmm. the for the conversation today um, mm-hmm. as soon as I started talking to you my my whole day and energy just shifted into mm-hmm. this beautiful warm um, mm-hmm. space and so thank mm-hmm. you both <laughs> tremendously for taking the time and and sharing your your wisdom mm-hmm. and your knowledge with us today mm-hmm.
2: yeah, thank, thank you. you
0: we we, we. You're amazing. I appreciate
2: it. I was excited to talk to you.
0: Awesome. Take care of yourself, okay?